My name is Dr. Tram Jones. Starting in December 2019, my wife and I lived in Haiti. Recently, given the current insecurity, we are out of the country, but we continue to support and work with our partner clinic, Lesquati Moon, with its 53 employees on the ground in the city of Quati Bouquet, Haiti. It was another hot day in 2020. Every month, we would trundle up the mountains that surrounded our city of Quati Bouquet to perform a prenatal clinic. This was one of our most important jobs. Many of the rural areas of Haiti have little to no health care, and medical care for pregnant mothers is always a vital need. For the past several years, we had gone into the little village of Croshu with a gynecologist and a general medicine doctor to see soon-to-be mothers. We came equipped with our handheld ultrasound and small pharmacy. The monthly visits allowed us to follow the women over time until birth. Each visit also coincided with our midwives' training meeting. In the years before my wife and I came to the clinic, the leadership had taken traditional birth attendants. These were women who helped mothers in labor in the mountains since time immemorial, and the staff provided them with extra training and supplies. This meant that the clinic did not need to train midwives from zero and was able to use the strengths that already existed in the community. It made home births, a reality we needed to accept, more sterile and controlled. After seeing a number of patients on this day, my next female was in her 20s. This was her first time here. She sat in front of me and we started to talk. I asked her the usual questions. How many children do you have that are living? How many of your children have died in childhood? Have you lost any children through miscarriage? This was important to know to be able to decide how risky this pregnancy would be. 98% of women in this region give birth at home. I knew this. We had done a study in the village. If women were high risk, we might select them as one of the few women that would need to come down to Quadi Bouquet to be able to give birth in a hospital. This was the woman's first child. As usual, my next question was how long she had been pregnant, or if she knew when her last period was. The woman stated very matter-of-factly, I've been pregnant for 18 months. What? Before we go on, I want to say that for the time being, I'm going to be releasing episodes every other week, given that I'm working in the hospital in the off weeks. But today we're going to talk about a Haitian cultural belief, one that comes at the intersection of many aspects of Haitian society. We're going to discuss perdition. Now, perdition in English, of course, means the state of eternal damnation. But in Haiti, perdition is when a woman can be pregnant for years, even decades. There have been several studies on this phenomenon. If you work with pregnant women in Haiti, eventually you'll come across it. It is shockingly common. In one study of a village in Haiti, fully a third of women, at one time or another, had experienced it. Let me tell you the cultural belief, the story that is told, that's behind it, before we delve into what the medical explanation might be. The basic belief is that a woman becomes pregnant, then at some point, after several months, she sees blood. Now, village women will say that they're able to tell the difference between blood from a miscarriage and from perdition. After the woman suffering from perdition sees the blood, the woman starts to have her period again, and she continues to see it every month. And before we go forward to explain further, you need to know that the belief during normal pregnancy in many villages is that the mother's blood, which of course is normally lost during menstruation, is kept inside her womb to nourish the baby. And then when she gives birth and blood comes out with the baby, this is just the remnants of the blood that was nourishing the child. However, in perdition, it's believed that something is cutting off the baby's ability to absorb this blood, and it's instead lost and comes out every month. The child shrinks in the womb waiting until it's able to absorb the blood again. If you could look into the uterus, the baby would be just a little speck. Like this, 
a woman can remain in perdition for years and years. Because the child is shrunk, it might not be evident when you feel the belly. And because the woman is already pregnant, she's not able to become pregnant with a new child. The current child is occupying the uterus. Now, the original husband can even die, and the mother in perdition can marry a new man. If the woman then gives birth or is cured from perdition, it's thought that the baby is a child of the former husband and should be accorded his inheritance. Of course, some of these women will go through menopause and their blood will stop. The child in them will dry up and, in some cases, become a tumor. Now, in Haitian belief, a woman might suspect that she's in perdition, but there is only one person who can diagnose it. This is a ungan, the Creole word for a voodoo priest. He serves somewhat as the witch doctor for the village. He alone can confirm the diagnosis. The next question, of course, is why this happened. There are four primary reasons. First, and easiest to remedy, is cold, freddy in Creole. As an aside, you will notice that cold is often an enemy in Haitian beliefs. If you go anywhere in Haiti, you will see diligent Haitian mothers tightly clothing their children despite the 95-degree heat. You will also note that mothers can think that their breast milk has gone bad because they have a chill after birth. This fear of cold is interesting, to say the least, on a tropical island where usually the primary enemy for me was the extreme heat. But if you travel in the tall mountains of the interior, you will come across villages where the temperature actually does fall close to freezing. If women go out too early or late in the day without sufficient layers or walk barefoot across streams or even if they lift objects that are too heavy and open their pelvic bones to let cold in, there is a belief that the umbilical cord will shrivel and the blood no longer goes to the child. In order to help with this sort of problem, the witch doctor or a birth attendant might try to draw the cold out of them. The next three causes all relate to the Haitian belief about physical health. Illnesses are never simply physical things. They come from the spirit world. In the same way that a Christian might view evil as coming from either the world, the flesh, or the devil, in this belief system, there are three different possible enemies. First, a spirit known as Loa in Haitian Creole might choose to attack the mother. Perhaps the mother had not paid proper homage to the spirits or upset them in some way. The spirit diverts the blood that should have been nourishing the child. Second, you can have a Lugawu. We talked about this a few weeks ago, but a Lugawu is a being that looks like a normal person, even lives in the community, but at night transforms and goes to homes, drinking the blood of both unborn and little children. And lastly, a dispute with another person in the community can lead to that person consulting a witch doctor to put a curse on the woman. These three problems are more complicated to solve. The family must work with the Ungan to determine which of these it is, and then to appease the attacking force. So if you take yourself out of the cultural belief and look at this purely as a physician, what is causing this phenomenon? Well, and this isn't really that surprising, it seems either to be repeated miscarriages or the inability to become pregnant. And some statistics might help us divine the mindset that leads to this. If you look at women with perdition versus women without perdition, there are clear differences. In one study, 60% of the women who were in perdition had never given birth to a child before and the other 40% had only one child. To many, this points to the thought that perdition can almost be viewed as a fertility issue. When women are unable to have children, they reach for an explanation that also has very specific cures and treatments. While the phenomenon of perdition is almost exclusively Haitian, the focus on fertility and its treatment is common to nearly all human societies. And one article I read was trying to determine why Haitians alone have this cultural belief. He felt like it went back to Haitian voodoo. In the voodoo belief, there is an all-powerful God 
Bondier, similar to the Christian God. This God is more powerful than the spirits, but he cannot be influenced by offerings and remedies. He alone can allow a woman to get pregnant or not. But below the God, there are spirits. They are not as powerful, but they can be influenced. They cannot create or prevent a pregnancy. They can only act on a child once he is made. Thus, perdition moves the problem of sterility from a God problem, i.e., the inability to become pregnant, to a problem with the spirits who attack the child after he's conceived. This new interpretation has the added benefit that something can be done about it. If it were God that were doing it, no amount of sacrifices could intercede. If a woman is truly barren, the Haitian voodoo belief would say there is nothing spiritually that can be done. Perdition is one of a long list of cultural beliefs that affect the whole period from pregnancy to childhood. These are times when the mother and child are viewed to be particularly vulnerable in traditional beliefs. Indeed, maternal mortality and under five mortality rates are appallingly high in many areas of Haiti. We would all agree that this is a most vulnerable time. In the absence of regular medical care, cultural beliefs try to answer the difficult questions of why. Why children die? Why women cannot have children? Why desperately wanted pregnancies end? I think we can all agree that these questions of why are common to all of us. We Americans seek it in other ways. We speak to our pastors about why bad things happen to good people. We spend hours in the research lab trying to grasp the foundations of disease. We ask why some of us can't have children. As we learn about these practices, many of which seem absolutely foreign, let us remember that these are honest people with the same inner desires and questions as us. And knowing our kindred inner questions can draw us closer. Thank you for listening. Every Wednesday morning, we publish a new narrative from life here. We are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a rich history, and there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names may have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about the work of Light from Light in Haiti or to get involved, visit us on the web at lightfromlight.me. Thank you and God bless.